Welcome to What's Next with Rio. We are here back again, episode two. Um, if you did not watch episode one, make sure you go check that out. Um, uh, I had uh, Greg Chadwick McPherson on here, and um, it was just a, an amazing experience to get to talk to him and learn more about the Schubert clothing brand called Rod. Um, so if you haven't watched episode one, make sure you go check that out. Um, for this episode, we're switching up the gears a little bit. Basketball season is here for any of my basketball fans. Uh, it's finally here. We've waited for so long. Um, the NBA, you know, NBA's back as well. Uh, we got the Golden State Warriors making some noise. Uh, they're on fire. Uh, they're about, I think they're the top seed in the West. Uh, how about the Chicago Bulls? They're also doing pretty well. Uh, they're they're surprised a lot of people this year. We got lots of balls in a new uh, new city, new team. You know, um, under a new coach, and you know, be striving. So that's definitely definitely great, great, great uh, basketball to watch. Um, and even the Washington Wizards. How about how about the Washington Wizards? I don't think I actually I don't think I actually ever met a Washington Wizard fan in my life. But um, good for them. They're uh, top of the East. Hopefully they, they keep that going. <laughs> um, in the college basketball world, uh, college basketball is back as well. It's uh, a number of great teams that are uh, that can probably bring home the national title, in my opinion. Um, the, Duke, the Dukes of the world, the Blue Bloods. Uh, Duke is just... I feel like Duke is pretty good every year, consistently, just because they're recruiting. Um, you know, uh, they have some amazing freshmen that are just, you know, fun to watch. So uh, keep an eye out on the Blue Devils. Uh, they're four no, right now. They have sensational freshmen. Uh, don't forget about UCLA with Johnny Tazang. They also probably can go pretty deep into the tournament. Gonzaga um, is always a powerhouse. Uh, they have a pretty good freshman in Chet Holbrook. Um, he's haven't actually... I haven't really gotten a chance to watch him, but uh, I've heard pretty good things about him, you know. Uh, so if you haven't watched Gonzaga, they're also a team to look out for. Um, and then you have, you know, the sleeper teams that always find a way to get it done. And you don't expect them to get it done, but they do. Um, uh, any, uh, there's, there's a huge amount of sleeper teams this year. Uh, Kentucky, my Kentucky Wildcats, you know, um, for my Kentucky fans. Uh, we had a rough year last year, but this year, I'm telling you guys, this is going to be a special year. We got a special group of guys. Um, an amazing freshman in Ty Ty Washington. And uh, Sabrina Wheeler is also a pretty dominant point guard, probably one of the better point guards in the nation. Um, so look out for Kentucky as well, Kentucky the Blue Bloods. Uh, go Big Blue. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alabama, uh, it's a well-rounded team. Uh, I feel like they can make some noise this year. Uh, if you haven't gotten a chance, you need to watch them as well. Uh, have the multiple scores that can fill it up. Uh, definitely, definitely a team to watch, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, uh, pretty much, I feel like SEC the conference, the uh, Southern Eastern Conference, is the best conference for this year in college basketball. I mean, there's there's so many teams that can get it done. You know, uh, Kentucky, like I said, Alabama, 
uh, Tennessee. You know, they're they're making some noise as well. Uh, they have a pretty pretty exciting freshman and Kennedy Chandler. Uh, he's, I watched him the other day, and he's he's just an amazing player to watch. He just he he runs his team. Um, uh, he has this confidence that he carries with himself, and uh, it's really fun to watch. If you haven't watched Tennessee. The SEC is stacked. We can't also don't don't forget also about Florida Gators. They were overlooked last year. They're being overlooked again once again. Um, a lot of people think that they're going to fall off because they lost their leading scorer in Trey Mann, but um, they might. The Gators are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Um, they did last year as well. They went pretty deep into the tournament. Um, if you haven't watched the Florida Gators, you need to watch them. Uh, they have a Big man um, named Colin Castleton, who's a exciting player to watch and plays with passion. Sensibly, uh, he's six eleven, six eleven now. But uh, you might want to go check him out. He's a, he's definitely going to be an All American player by the end of the year. His last game, I think he had fifteen points and sixteen rebounds. I mean, the guys, the guys are beast. Um, so it's going to be fun in both the NBA and. College, uh, it's going to be definitely a fun season for college basketball fans and NBA basketball fans. So stay tuned, guys, and um, let's do it. Let's let's, let's just let's get ready to watch some basketball, right? Um, so for this episode, we're leaning towards, towards basketball. Um, basketball and college basketball. I want to get a little bit more into high school basketball. I want to introduce you guys someone that's an elite high school basketball player, not only in this, his state, but one of the elite players in the country. He's a Bone Green, Kentucky native. Um, he's ranked number the number one point guard in the class of 2022 in the state of Kentucky. Uh, he's a first-team all-region for the year of 2021 in the state of Kentucky. He's a first-team all-region tournament player. He's also a Kentucky Mr. Basketball favorite. He also led the state of Kentucky in free throw percentage last year. Very impressive. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to Turner Retrieve. My man. What's up? Good, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to have you on here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. We're going to get right into it. Um, You're from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, I think I've been there maybe once. but uh, what was your childhood like in Bowling Green? Uh, I actually did not move to Bowling Green until um, my my freshman year of high school. Um, I had lived I lived in Berea, Kentucky for um, up until then. Uh, my dad was the head coach at Madison Southern High School for um, close to twenty years, and then he um, we had a lot of a lot of talks as a family, and he made a a, a really selfless um decision to you know do what i wanted to do and uh green and be on a bigger platform um which i'll always appreciate that from him um but yeah um my childhood was always i was always surrounded by basketball um i was always at practice with my dad uh with with his teams um i I was just surrounded with basketball ever since i could or before i could walk uh, i was just always around basketball like talk to me like how did you feel were you did you just move for your for basketball in a sense to play at a higher level or was it 
something else and other things involved with that? Uh, my mom is actually from Allen County, Kentucky, which uh, borders Bowling Green, Kentucky. Okay. So, you know, we, we knew if we if we were going to move that we'd want to move somewhere that we were familiar with. Um, and my dad had actually brought his teams down to Bowling Green and played in like some tournaments that they hosted. So we were, we were pretty familiar with like the area and some of the people. Um, so, you know, that that was good for us. Um, but, you know, we also wanted to go to a school that was known for like a lot of people going to college for whether it be sports or academics. Um, and, you know, Bowling Green, had they have that. So, yeah. Talk about uh, your dad. And, you know, your whole family is involved in basketball. Who, who are some players that you grew up watching in basketball? Do you have any players that inspired you? Um, you know, of course, I, I would always watch all my dad's players. Um, I think that one of the players that stood out to me that played for him would be um, Aaron Ponder. He um, he was broke the three-point record at um, Madison Southern High School, and then he went on to play at Berea College, which is, which is a Division three school in Berea. Um, he was like a four-year starter there, a uh, thousand-point scorer there. But I would say, like on the on like the national stage, uh, my dad's a big Louisville fan, so um, so I, I would say like the the guards at Louisville, like Russ Smith, Peyton Siva, uh, people like that. How old did you start actually start playing basketball? Do you remember? Or was uh, I don't remember very accurately, but I I believe that when I <clears throat> Maybe I was four or something when I started my first like little youth league thing. I think it was probably around four years old. Wow, maybe we start early, right? Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, when did you start to notice that you were that you were a little advanced for your age? Um, I I kind of like I never really like at a young age. I never really paid attention to like how because at a young age, like I I was like really above. You know, uh, it was kind of like a mind, like an IQ. I was like a lot smarter than everybody. You know, looking back on it and like looking at these little videos that my parents have always had, like uh, I just had a lot more IQ. But I didn't really like know back then that I was so much smarter than these people. Um, but I say that when it really hit me that I was like, okay, I can be good at basketball. It was probably around like fifth grade, probably when I um, I, I was playing eighth grade as a fifth grader, and I think that's when. That's when it really hit me, like, you know, I could I could be good at this and that's yeah, probably around fifth grade. That's uh that's the first sign really, uh once a, a young player's playing up their uh age, that's just a sign that they're probably gonna be really good. <laughs> um so uh you're getting better, you're in the eighth grade, you're you're making some noise. Um when did you know the media and you started to realize that your community was coming behind you when did that start was that in high school or more towards your age? um in, in my hometown there was not um i i guess it was kind of the um he's playing for his dad type thing so there wasn't really much i didn't really feel like i had much support in my in my hometown but when i got to bowling green it, it felt more of a that they're used to all these athletes coming through like they want to see you succeed like if it really felt like when i when i moved here that a lot of people had my back like they took me in easy like it was a like the whole community and you know to this day like you know my everybody is encouraging me you know i i feel like the city of bowling green really has my back
you talked about your uh, people kind of viewed you as uh, uh, coach's son. In yeah. Um, how did that make you feel? Uh, I, I think once I started hearing stuff, you know, when I was in eighth grade, my first ever varsity game, we used to play, for, we used to open the year with Madison Central. Um, and that's our, that was our big rivals. Um, and like my first ever game, first time I ever touched the ball, like all, I just heard like daddy's boy just like scream from the center section. And like my first ever varsity, I kicked it off my foot, like went out of bounds. I was like, I was shook. And then, like, as the season went on and, like, you know, we we weren't very good that year at all. So, like, I, I mean, I had to play. It wasn't like my dad was playing me because, you know, I, I'm his son. Like, and, you know, I started I started averaging more and playing more and because we started winning more and I was getting in the groove. And then, like, the jealousy just kept up, just kept upping and upping and upping. And, you know, just a lot of things happened that, you know, just crazy things, like, that they would say to me as an eighth grader, like parents and stuff. And I was just like, wow, you know, yeah. um, but that I think when all that stuff started happening is when I really started to have like a motivation. And that's when, when I really started to like work really hard is when I would say, you know, all that stuff started happening. So all that stuff happened for a reason, obviously. Yeah. You learned from it, took advantage of it, and it made you better. So that's just for sure. Um, now I, I, sometimes before the games, uh, I'll be a little anxious, but like, it seems like, you know, as soon as the ball goes up, it just like goes away from me. And like some big games that I've played in, like, especially against Warren central, like the crowd has been just packed. And like, after the game, I like, I would like look at pictures of the crowd and be like, dang, I didn't even know like it was that many people. Like, cause I, I just, I just don't look up there. Like, but yeah, but uh, but yeah, there've been some packed games, but you know, I don't really get, I don't really get too nervous. But before the games, I sometimes am. But I would say at Rupp, I, I really didn't get nervous at all. That from the time I like started shooting at Rupp and warmups, it was like the goal was just like the rim was just like wide open for me. Like I, I shot really well at Rupp, which um, you know, a lot of people were like telling me like it's it's a big backdrop, like it's gonna take you a while to get used to. But like as soon as I stepped up there, I, the rim just felt like. I don't know what it was. I want to talk to you about uh, the position you play. Uh, you play the point guard position. Uh, for my younger kids out there who's watching, um, um, what must you have to be a successful point guard? Um, I would say um, as, as a small guard, you know, I, I've always – tried to shoot as far out as I can because, you know, I know that, um, you know, as a small guard, you got to prove how do you have a lot of range. Um, and I would say that you, you got, you got to be really tough. I would, I would say toughness is the main thing. Like you can't let anybody punk you. Like 
no, no matter what, like how high this person drank, like whatever, like you can't let anybody punk you. I, I would say toughness is, you really got to show toughness. And another thing is like being a leader, being very vocal, um, which those are things, two things you can always control. Um, you know, shots may not fall every night and stuff like that, but you can always be really tough and, and be, a, be a good leader. Um, but yeah, and, and then of, of course, um, you know, shooting and being ultra skilled um, is, is something that you got to have, especially as a small guard um, or a guard that's not very athletic like me. You know, you, you got to have you got to have a lot of skills, a lot of things in your bag. Um, I, I love the way you said um, control what you can control. Um, my brother, he's a um, pro overseas right now. He's always telling me, like, control what you can control, regardless, you know, uh, not just basketball and anything. In yeah. Life. And, you know, that, that, that really uh, carries me. I carry that with me every day, you know. And um, you said it, man. That's, those are the key things that you need to be a you know, successful point guard. So last season, you guys, Bowling Green High School, you guys fell short, but you guys finished with the 24-3 record, which is really good. Um, you guys won regionals, correct? Yeah. Yeah, you guys won regionals. Um, so what's the team looking like this season? Um, we we lost, of course, uh, Isaiah Mason uh, last year. He signed with Northern Kentucky. Um, he was a Mr. Basketball favorite last year, but um, – and then we lost um, Jordan Dingle, our starting big man. He's a tight end at the University of Kentucky now for football. Um, and then we lost um, another big guy um, who's at one of the top JUCOs in the country. Um, Southwest Illinois, I think it's called. SWIC is what, is what it's called. Um, we lost a, a guard that's in my class, uh, moved back to Nashville, uh, Willie Wilson. Um, and then we lost Connor Cooper, uh, Des Wilson. Um, Connor's going to go, um, he is about to be on the football team at WKU. Um, and, um, Dez actually tore his ACL during football season last year. He would have probably been a division one football player too. He was really good. And then Trace, um, he's playing Juco basketball at Milo state. So every, everybody that we had went to play or, and Jackson Banks actually is playing basketball at center too in Kentucky. So everybody that we lost uh, went on to play college, a college sport. So, um, you know, of course, there's going to be some growing pains. But the thing I like about here at Bowling Green is you never really rebuild. Um, you just reboot, I guess you could say. Um, we have a lot of young guys who are very tough. Um, MJ Wardlow and Mason Ritter, they both play on the uh, younger um, team of uh, Manimal Elite. Um, they're, they're two very good players. Um and I think that they'll really help us this year. Um, you know, I think getting out of the district, um, there's two teams that get out of the district, and the top three teams in the region, us, Warren Central, and Greenwood, are all in the same district. So getting out of the district is going to be the toughest thing. Um, yeah. But I, I really like my team and how tough and how hard that we play. Um, I think that will carry, carry us a long way. we're still we're it's getting better you know uh we're almost almost through the thicker things but uh you know talk to me about how you cope with COVID-19 while still trying to develop your game you know uh, I know schools are shut down and all that you know so what did you do during that you know 
Um, luckily, I have um, I know a lot, um, but I have a, I have a goal outside, a little uh, half court blacktop outside, um, and I was on that every day. Um, you know, whether it be you know jump rope, ladder, um, getting up tons of shots. Um, it you know I I was out there a ton, and then my uh, my strength trainer he he actually stayed open through all of COVID. So I was still in there uh, four to five days a week, um, and then I, I have a pool too. So I was I was doing a lot of pool workouts and stuff like that, um, stuff for recovery. So helped me to have a really good season last year. Um, was just people when everybody else was you know kind of sitting on the couch, sitting around waiting for COVID to get over. Um, but yeah, I think that's what helped me have a pretty good season last year. talked about all the hard work you did during COVID. Um, the young kids should know, or anybody should know, that with all this hard work that you're doing and you have done in the past, it comes with sacrifices that you, you're making, you know, um, with other things as well. That, may, that can be family life, that can be social life. Can you talk to, can you explain to us what are some of the sacrifices that you have to make in order to, you know, make sure you get your work in? Oh yeah. A lot of sacrifices. Um, you know, my, my parents, they, they helped me to understand, well, at a younger age, I didn't really understand that much, but, um, you know, some nights when I would ask to go somewhere or something, you know, they would, they make me stay home. Um, and you know, I didn't really get why. Um, but as I've gotten older, I, I know why. Um, and, you know, on those nights that I would stay home, you know, I, I would always end up in the gym somehow. Um, but, you know, as I've gotten older, I've realized, you know, certain stuff like um, uh, girls or, or whatever that, you know, you, you're you wanting to chase, it, it'll always it'll always be there. You know, especially when you when you become a good athlete, it's, it's just always it's just always going to be in there whenever you want it. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I think that, you know, priorities go a long way. Um, if you keep them in, in order, um, that you'll get rewarded for them. Yeah, but just what eventually adds up into, you know, you, you could have been working for this long, but, you know, it, it you just weren't. So I think sacrifice is a, is a big, very overlooked topic of basketball. You said it. Um, I hope uh, my uh, viewers are actually getting what you're saying and um, taking advantage of what your advice, your, your amazing advice. Um, so now we're going to uh, switch gears a little bit. Uh, we're going to do some uh, rapid fire get to know you questions. All right. I want my viewers to learn a, bit, a little bit more about you, a little bit more about Turner. You know, who's Turner the person, right? All right. So are you a Michael Jordan? fan or LeBron James fan? Jordan. Okay. Physical strength or mental strength? Mental. 
Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. I like YouTube. Um, game-winning shot or game-winning pass? Shot. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Okay. TV shows or movies? Shows. Okay. What's your favorite show right now? Uh... You, I, my favorite show ever is probably this show called Designated Survivor. Uh, it's on Netflix. Okay, I've uh, seen that. It's about this this guy. He's like the dude that becomes the president, and like if like the whole like like president, vice president, if like all that, like all of them get like killed or something, like he becomes the president. And uh, yeah, that, that uh-huh. was, that's my favorite show ever, probably. All right. So that's you guys. Let's see. Type of person Turner is, and help you learn a little bit more about it. Um, we're going to get back into a little bit more serious questions. Uh, talk to me about your recruiting process. Um, we had like a a, a manimal like showcase or something, um, and like coaches could get on there. It was like live streamed, and uh, then uh, Tusculum offered me. Um, and then uh, from there, like it, it was a little quiet. Um. But so EKU and Tusculum were the only offers that I had. But um, so then, like, before my junior year, um, I commit. I committed really early. Um, you know, a lot of people questioned it, but I, I knew I, I knew EKU was the place for me um, just because, like, you know, a lot of reasons. Um, but then as, you know, time went on, um, we were playing this summer. Uh, and J- JV could tell you about this, but uh, we were playing Nike Team Florida. Uh, the, the the skills factor oh, wow. in Florida, uh, Shelvin Max team. Um, so, yeah. and they had like this guard that's a grade below me. It was like the number two point guard in the country. Um, and ended up having like 34. Um, and there was like all type of coaches on the baseline. <laughs> so like a- after that game, like Maze, that Manimal uh director like phone was like blowing up like you know is this, is this kid all the way locked in like will he decommit like you know we want to jump on we want to offer like it was like seven or eight schools like we want to offer we want to offer and he was just like you know he's pretty locked in and what why i just stayed locked in was just eku like their play style is just like fits me perfect like they they're one of the top teams in tempo every year they play really fast which i love to do and they shoot a ton of threes. Like, if you watch them, like, they, they just shoot a ton of threes. And um, that Coach A.W. Hamilton, he's he's really turned that program around. He's already broke uh, 19 school records. Um, you know, it's a, it's a guard-oriented program. Uh, wow. Press for 40 minutes, which is something I love to do. Um, players coach, you know, it was just – and I'm from around that area. Like, it was just the, the perfect fit. And I knew that I, I just had to take the yeah, opportunity. It really checks off all your desires, so that's perfect fit, like you said. Um, play style uh, and off the court with your coach, you know, you coach you and Coach Hamilton and Coach Lepore and all those guys, you know, it's just yeah. a, a perfect fit for you. And um, uh, will you can you talk to me more about your uh, signing? How how did it feel to actually officially sign and know that all right, I'm gonna be. Yeah. You know, I mean, year, th- through my whole life, I had always heard like, cause like I, I was always like real open, like 
with what I want to do. I was like, you know, I'm going to be a Division One basketball player one day. Like, you know, I'm going to do this and this. And, you know, <laughs> people would always be like, no, like, what? Like, you know, and just like, and some people would just come out and tell me, like, you know, you're not D1. Like, I had, there was a dude at an actual scouting service that was like, you know, my AAU coach was talking to, you know, what do you think of Turner? And, you know, he was like, you know, probably like a mid-level D2 player. Like, you know, and for, like after I heard that, it was just like, like that really motivated me too. This was like seventh or eighth grade year. And, you know, I just, there was just a lot yeah. of things that motivated me through my seventh and eighth grade year. I like just, that was when I really started working hard. Um, but just signing, um, it, it, it made my parents real emotional, but, you know, it kind of made me emotional, but. Not as much as them, um, but yeah, it was definitely like a relief and like you know, all right, it's for sure. Like you know, yeah, it, it felt great. That's awesome, man. Um, I'm happy for you in that sense. Um, you said earlier that you like to uh, shoot the three, you like the press. You know, you're an up tempo guard, uh, which I can imagine. I, I already saw your highlights online. If you guys viewers, if you haven't seen its highlights, you need to go check it out. Something to watch. But uh, um, for all my basketball fans, of course. But um, uh, you shoot the three, you do all these things, right? Who who, is, who do you model your game after? Do you just like go out there and just, like, I'm just going to go out there and play? Or is there somebody that you're like, okay, you watch a lot of film on this specific player and you take little things from different types of players? Um, I would say it, if I model my game after anybody, um, I've always watched a lot of film on um, Fred Van Fleet. Just like, oh, uh, oh I, I just wow. always liked him. Like, even when I was young, I would, I remember watching him at Wichita State. Um, and, you know, just, he he's kind of like me, you know. He's he's around 5'11", um, really skilled. And I, I just really like to look at, you know, how he creates space, you know, all the fakes that he used, you know especially when he gets around the rim, just a lot of, like, pump fakes to get people in the air, draw fouls easy, um, just stuff like that. Um, but I would say shooting the ball, yeah. um, I mean, I, w- I would definitely say Steph Curry just from a young age, like a lot, watching a lot of his film, just how he – his quick quick release and how he gets a shot up and, you know, just stuff like that. Um, but – and uh, actually, uh, I watched – I always looked up to Braxton Beverly. Um he was at NC State for four years, and uh, he just transferred from NC State okay. to EKU, actually, um, which was pr- pretty pretty cool for me to for me to get to watch him and be around him lately and stuff like that. So you know, that's been great too. Perfect. You got your you got your role model right next to you. You know um, that you can look up to. You know, be a sponge and uh, basically take take in whatever he tells you. And yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Uh, and Fred Van Fleet, you know, he, he's not really athletic, uh, but uh, he gets to his spots, creates space, like you said. Um, he's uh, He runs his team as well. He's yeah. very underrated. He's very underrated. I know a lot of people, when he went to that finals, yeah. I think it was 2018, um, on that, that Kawhi Leonard team, um, a lot. Of, I know a lot of people that that's the first time they, yeah. they, they saw Fred. So, uh, you know, it's just – which is very interesting, you know, to know that. Um, so, you talked about some of your role models. Um, what are some more people that inspired you to push forward? Um, I, would, I would definitely say um, my dad. 
um, you know, he's just, he's kind of always kept me on the right path of just like, you know, of course on the court stuff, but you know, he's always been on me about hanging around the right people off the court. Uh, not doing nothing you shouldn't be doing, uh, stuff like that. Um, right. and then, you know, right from a young age, uh, Jeff Shepard, um, which his son Reed Shepard now, I mean, he's absolutely blown up. Uh, that's one of my best friends, but, um, yeah, Reed you know, he, I think he was kind of like the first guy besides my dad to like, you know, show me what hard work looks like. And I played AAU with, with him through, uh, like third through sixth grade, um, until Reed ended up, uh, reclassing to a grade below me, um, which, cause he was, he was young for, he was really young for, for my grade. Um, so he reclassed into the 2023 class. Um, and then I stopped playing with him, but I still stay in touch with him. I still, um, have been up there in the summer to work out with him and stuff. So yeah, I, I would say him and my dad have really been big ones. That's I want my viewers, especially my young, the younger generations, the younger Hoopers that, you know, want to be great someday and play at the next level. Um, can you, uh, give some advice? What, what's, what's the most important advice you can give to the younger generation? If you want to do something, you can do it. Um, and then another thing is just keep your head on straight. Don't, don't, don't fall into, you know, a lot of people aren't doing what you're doing. So, you know, they'll try to drag you down or try to bring you down to their level, you know, but, you know, stay on your level, you know, be around people who, who are better than you or more successful Definitely, than you, you know, try to be like, well them. said. Um, yeah. So we end up every episode of what's next with Rio, uh, two questions, um, What's next for you, and where do you see yourself five years from now? Uh, what's next for me? Um, I would say, you know, close to what's next is, um, you know, trying to win a region championship here at Bowling Green. Um, and then, you know, after this season, I, I'm off to EKU. Um, you know, do everything to leave my mark on that place. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working extremely hard. Um, and then in five years, um, you know, I, I really want to play overseas. Um, and, you know, but if that doesn't work out, then I definitely want to get into uh, coaching. I want to be like a grad assistant at a, at a college, you know, hopefully uh, wherever Coach Hamilton's at, um, you know, try to be a grad assistant under him and then work my way up into coaching. Um, you know, from a young age, I've always looked up to people yeah. like my dad who have been coaches. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always I always just want to be around the sport yeah, any way that, that I can, but, you know, whether it be a player or coach. Um, I'm rooting for you. Uh, I'm, I'm totally rooting for you, man. Uh, keep my eye out. Viewers, if you uh, – don't follow uh, Turner on Instagram. You need to go follow him on Instagram and all social media platforms. Um, like I said, I'm rooting for you, man. Uh, the sky's the limit for you. Uh, I'm sure your dreams are definitely going to come true with uh, hard work and um, dedication. Uh, so thank you, Turner, for coming on here, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you to all my viewers as well for watching this. And I hope you guys took a lot of what he said um it's consideration and uh, i hope it, it really helps you guys going forward um if you guys haven't already hit the subscribe button for me um thank you turner once again for coming on 
And also, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, for the next episode of What's Next with Rio. Alrighty, man. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Appreciate you for having me.